Hello, this is Dr. Jeff Craig, superintendent for West Aurora Schools, and today we're welcoming to our podcast episode number 12, Mr. Pete Baker, Dean of Students at West Aurora High School. Welcome to the podcast, Pete. Uh, thanks a lot, Dr. Craig. I'm uh, honored to be on here. Well, we're, uh, we know we've got, uh, we like to uh, probe down some interesting backgrounds, but also it's a way to introduce some of our folks to the rest of the community. Uh, but uh, we, we like to be able to talk about our own folks. Uh, so, I, and I'll, people will think I'm nuts and I'm, you know, just dyslexic, but I will call you Mr. Baker, I'll call you Pete, I'll call you Coach, and all three apply. Um, so don't be offended if, uh, if I switch them up a little bit. Sounds good. So um, as many of our podcast uh, participants, uh, you have a very background, uh, both in and outside of education. You've uh, been an Army Ranger. Um, democracy school leadership council, social studies teacher, cooperating teacher, uh, mentor, uh, social studies teacher, a wrestling coach, softball coach, and now um, in the uh, very interesting and uh, grinding job of dean of students at Westboro High School. So let's talk a little bit about your educational experiences. How did all these opportunities that I've just kind of listed off here, how they help you get into this, uh, this position you're currently in? So I'll back up to uh, the end of, of my military experience. Uh, I enlisted in the Army in 2002, and I got out of the Army in 2007. And, uh, you know, I, I, I had a pretty good go in the military. It was kind of I could have reenlisted or I could have gotten out. Um, but, but getting an education was something that, that I always wanted to do. You know, and it was always a goal of mine. So when I got out of the service, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I definitely wanted to get a four-year degree, and I was kind of caught between maybe teaching, maybe being a police officer, maybe being a firefighter, but I wasn't 100% certain. And in my uh, first two years, I was down at the University of Illinois, Chicago. Um, I decided, hey, maybe I'm interested in education, and, and I wanted to kind of put my foot in the door somewhere. So sure. I started to, uh, to apply for coaching positions. I was lucky enough to get uh, hired for a, a freshman B baseball coaching position at the, my former high school, Glenbard West, and that was my, uh, my, my first gig in education. And uh, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, I, had, I, had, uh, uh, I had 10 players, and uh, we weren't very good. I, th I think on the season we went about 4-18, and 18, but throughout that process I developed such a strong bond with those kids because – you know, at the end of the day, I knew like, all right, this isn't really about wins and losses anymore. This is going to be tough any way we put it. I got to make this an experience for these kids. And uh, we practice exceptionally hard. All 10 of those kids showed up on time every single day and they put in, they put in their effort. And, you know, it, it, with that team is nobody would ever say that a, a four and 18 team is a success. But for me, that's what, that's what got me hooked in education. That's when I fell in love with it. And it was about uh, providing um, a great experience for those kids. So anyhow, long story short, that, uh, you know, that ultimately led me uh, to get a, a degree in, uh, and I got a degree in the teaching of history from University of Illinois, Chicago, and uh, West Aurora was the first school that uh, I got a job at. And uh, I was very fortunate to be in an awesome social studies department. And I was also very fortunate to be able to coach two sports along with teaching history and American government. I got to coach wrestling, girls softball. And, you know, from the, the time I've been at West High, um, I, I fell in love with the school and the community immediately. Uh, it's just such a unique place to work. It, it, it's, we have such an incredible history here. We have great kids. Uh, we have a great administration. I've just been surrounded by awesome coworkers the entire time. I had no interest in being an administrator. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't. And uh, I was enjoying teaching and coaching. And one of the administrators that I work with, Ron Murphy, said, hey, 
you know, if you're ever interested in this, maybe you should apply or maybe you should enter a, a master's degree program in educational leadership. Did Mr. Murphy give you some like cash advance to, to mention his name on the podcast today? No, no, oh. not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyhow, I, I, I took his advice and I, I enrolled in an educational leadership program at Aurora University. And uh, during that time, I was also fortunate enough to where an internship just opened up to be a dean. So I went from being a social studies teacher in January overnight to being a dean the next day at West High. And as much as I uh, enjoyed teaching and coaching, I really enjoyed being an administrator, being a dean. You know, I was able to work with an awesome team of administrators and deans and house personnel at the high school. And, you know, the thing I really enjoyed about it most was just uh, you really get to help out a lot of students, um, you know, this struggle. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just constant problem solving, you know, and at the end of the day, uh, I I really enjoyed helping those kids that needed that asset. You know, it sounds like when you describe your uh, your earlier coaching experiences was um, a developmental level, not only for the students and and the kids, but for you as well. Uh, cutting some of your your leadership chops uh, in those those experiences, you know, we all go through. We 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 have a passion for for something. We get into it, go, holy cow, this is not what I'm sure I signed on for. Uh, we got parents maybe that are barking at your kids that are doing certain things and having to resolve some of those other issues. You, you touched a little bit about very early on. You talked about you know you enlisted in in the army, and so you've had a variety of experiences uh, outside of education. How do you think some of those experiences have influenced uh, your current role? So just to back up a little bit, I, I grew up in a military family. Uh-huh. Uh, my, my father was a Vietnam vet. Both my grandfathers fought in World War II. I have uh, an uncle who was in Panama. I have another uncle that was in Vietnam as well. And I have a brother who is currently in his 21st year of military service and my sister-in-law. John's wife uh, is in her, I want to say, 10th or 12th year of military service as well. So anyhow, um, it was something that, uh, you know, something I was always interested in. And then when I graduated high school, it just happened to be that perfect storm of 9-11 happened right around the corner. Plus, with my big family history, being 19, being young, being, you know, confident, wanting to go and and save the world, um, all that coming together is why I enlisted in the military. So uh, the unit that, that I wanted to be in was an elite unit known as the 75th Ranger Regiment. And, uh, you know, I, I, I served for about five years. I did five combat tours. I went to Iraq three different times. I went to Afghanistan twice. And I remember when I got out of the Army, um, I was applying for jobs anywhere. I was applying, you know, just to, to, to make some extra cash while I was going to college. Sure. And like, what skills do I really have to offer in the civilian world <laughs> coming from a special operations infantryman? Yeah. You know, and, and I wasn't thinking about it the right way. Um, you know, I was thinking like, oh, I know how to shoot weapons. I know how to build a bomb. I know how to clear a bridge or things like that. Really what I should have been focusing on was, was a lot of the things that I did gain. And, and one thing, um, you know, was, was uh, an adaptive, progressive mindset. And I think in the, in the military, you are presented with so many problems. And anytime you have plans in the service, like you plan to go on a mission, it never goes as planned. Things fall apart all the time because there are just so many elements and obstacles that get in the way of what you're trying to do. So with that said, that progressive mindset, um, being able to adapt, improvise, and overcome is certainly applicable to what I do on an everyday basis as a dean. 
because as a dean of students, you know, you'll have your day mapped out where you have, you know, a parent meeting here, you want to do attendance this hour, you want to handle some discipline this hour, meet with this teacher, et cetera. And then that all goes out the window because events happen. Sure. You know, and you have to be quick on your feet and you have to be adaptive. So I definitely think that applies. You know, other things that I picked up, uh, just putting one foot in front of the other. Education is a really tough job. I think that uh, teachers, support staff, administrators, it's hard. You know, it's a grind and it's day in and day out. And definitely something I learned in the military was when when things get hard, you have to put one foot in front of the other and you press on until you achieve your objective. You know, and some, some just like a great quote I can always remember thinking about in the military was like, tough times never last, but tough people do. And I certainly think that's that's applicable to education as well. The other thing is just taking care of your buddies. Mm. You know, um, I think uh, having a positive mindset and placing the needs of the people around you before the needs of yourself, uh, you know, is, is, is certainly applicable to education as well. And I tried to do that with my students and uh, I try to do that with, uh, with students and staff now as an administrator. I would guess that um, there's probably a component of leadership that you glean from your experiences there as well. Uh, whether it's one person or, or 10 people or 30 people, uh, being able to, uh, as you say, take care of your buddies, but provide some vision of where you're going, how you're going to get there, and then provide the right resources to get it done. Yeah, you know, I would, be, um, I would be remiss if I uh, didn't extend a, a very um, authentic thank you for your service um, to you and to your family who have all committed uh, to pr- providing the, uh, the blanket of protection that we enjoy. Yeah. And we're glad that you're here. Um, I know it's, you, you may hear, thank you for your service, but we appreciate that you're uh, physically here as well. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dr. Craig. I'm, I'm uh, very fortunate. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I had two of my, my youngest, my two boys both served and uh, certainly uh, value what they brought to the table as well. Uh, thank you for their service. Absolutely. You know, you talked a little bit about, and it's been a part of your life and your, your background in athletics. Uh, talk a little bit about how that has helped you be successful both in your personal and professional world. So I was a, a three-sport athlete uh, in high school. I played, I played football, I, I wrestled, and I played baseball. And I was not a great high school student. I was a middle-of-the-road student. But, you know, I, 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 I fell in love with sports, and that was my carrot that drove me to do okay in high school. Sure. And As it is for many, <laughs> as you found in your, your current role, right? Absolutely. So, you know, one thing I try to do as a dean, I, I work with a lot of students who may struggle with grades, attendance, behavior, whatever it may be, you know, in the traditional path of education might just not, not be something they, they enjoy all the time. So one thing I, I constantly try to do is to find that one asset that they can connect mm-hmm. to in a building that can give them a better experience, that can be their hook to want to get in the building and go to school every day. So, you know, that's something I, I, I take from my athletic experience. I try to apply what I do now. You know, the other thing is just teamwork. Um, teamwork and a positive mentality. I think I was on some great teams, um, and I was on some not-so-great teams. And I think the great teams, the one thing they all had in common is, one, we had fun. <laughs> all right? We were happy. We were enjoying what we do, even when it was tough. You know, we, you try to carry yourself in a positive manner all the time, and you feed off of each other. When you collectively a bunch of people doing that, and you feed off of each other in a positive way, it's an awesome experience. And then I learned from being on the not-so-great teams, it was usually the opposite of that, right? You get certain people that were doing their own thing. They're not on the same page. They carry themselves negatively, and that spreads as well. So I think, you know, teamwork and then, and then just having a positive mentality, and, and I try to model that on a daily basis, and I hope that that's contagious. Hey, you talked a little earlier about the grind of, uh, of, of 
an educator and a grind, you know, specifically in the dean's role. I sat in that chair for seven years myself. And yeah, it gets, you know, it, it, it makes you reflect a little bit. It makes you question. Same with sport. You know, you think about all the practices, all the preseason, all the training, the Absolutely. off-season stuff. You know, it's there's a point in time where you kind of go, what am I doing here? You know, and, and you just got to, I think some of those, uh, those athletic experiences, those leadership opportunities help carry you to that. You talk about putting one step or foot in front of the other. It's like showing up the next day. Hey, it's what's what's the alternative? Quit, right. go away. And I think that's something that you're a testament to is uh, perseverance, resilience, uh, being able to find the positive side. And then I, I notice a lot of times you will talk about briefly about your experience, but how does it apply to my teammates and how does it apply to our kids? And I, it's probably been you know multiple conversations I've had with you. It's coming clearer uh, in our conversation today, and that's uh, it's certainly admirable. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you two parter, push you a little bit both directions, whatever realm you want to talk about, personal, okay. professional, athletic, dean's role, whatever it might be. Talk about some of your highlights, your successes. You know, if you were gonna create your uh, your personal reel of uh, of really cool things if you're selling, and then what are some of the challenges you faced? Well, I would say uh, I guess if I if I went went post high school, you know, I'm very fortunate to have joined the military and, and I was able to go off to combat and, and be lucky enough to come back um, uninjured. And I, I set out with a goal in the military to be uh, an army ranger, which was hard. It's, 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 a, it's a hard thing to do. I don't know exactly what the attrition rate is, but a lot of people that, that enter that program, they don't complete it um, for, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, oftentimes people get injured. You know, so, Sometimes people quit or maybe they just get into it and they realize, ah, this isn't really what I, what I was cut out to do, you know, and they, they find another path. Uh, so, so for me, just like being able to go in and uh, go through basic training, through AIT, through uh, advanced infantry training, through airborne school and then to be able to pass uh, the ranger indoctrination program and then to pass ranger school was a huge accomplishment it was neat um you know and and it was uh it was very hard to do i lost a lot of weight doing it i was beat up um you know i, I had a couple minor injuries that i battled through so I, w- I was i was extremely proud of that getting out of that though led me to a very difficult challenge you know when i was in the military i had a huge sense of purpose and that was an identity mm. um you know, it was the, the, the war. All the way down to the clothes you were wearing. Absolutely. You know, the, the war was, was full on in, in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, you know, and uh, when I would come home, you know, as, as hard as it was, people wanted to talk about it. It was just a popular topic. It was in the news constantly. And, and that was my identity. And I was, I was proud to share that with people. Sure. And uh, when my time was up and, and I got out, you know, and I took that uniform off and, and, and the military changes so fast. Like when you're out, you're out, you know, and there's benefits and things that you can get. And I, I can talk about that as well. But uh, I went into a pretty dark place and I was struggling. That was one of the bigger challenges I've ever faced in, in being able to go to school and just be a normal person that blends in with students going from that identity to that was really tough. And like I said in the past, I wasn't an academic scholar in high school. So going to college, and I'd been out for six and a half years. Now I'm going to college, and I'm like, hey, you weren't, you weren't an Einstein in high school. <laughs> now here you are at a university. Uh, you got to perform. And uh, that became my task. And it was, uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to uh, complete this, get my degree, and, and go on and be a teacher. And then, you know, like I said before, when I started teaching, coaching and teaching, that gave me a whole new sense of purpose. 
which was a, a huge victory for me, a huge uh, accomplishment that I would say that, uh, that I cherish. You know, so that's an interesting dynamic you talked about because you went from this ultimate high of, of accomplishment, uh, becoming an Army Ranger and going through all those, those tests, um, all of those uh, challenges to be able to achieve at a certain level. And then as you, as you say, you shed the uniform, what are some things that you did to maintain some level of mental health, physical health, just overall, um, you know, I hate to overuse the word, but social emotional functionality. There are people that are, that are going to be hearing this that, are, that will be able to not necessarily acknowledge the same level with the Army Ranger, but have been in dark places because of other transitions. I think uh, one thing that, that we all have in common as humans is everybody's going to go through struggle. You know, life, life, life is going to present its challenges at any time to everybody, no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter how fortunate you are, whatever it may be. For me, one thing I did was uh, I, I did a lot of ex- excessive exercise. Hmm. I, uh, I, I lived in the city when I was at UIC, and I used to go out in the middle of the winter, and I would run anywhere from 5 to 10 miles, and I'd just throw on my headphones, and I'd just get into like such a in- focused, intense place. Sure. And I would run as hard as I could until I was so physically exhausted um, and I was spent. And I, I, at the time, I didn't even realize that that was therapy. I had no idea. It was just something I actually enjoyed to do. Felt like the thing to do, right? Yeah. You know, I also, I, I really like to uh, get out in nature. Mm. You know, one thing I did in those years was anytime I had an opportunity to travel out west or go to the mountains, I'd go to the Pacific Northwest or the Rocky Mountains or the desert um, and get out in nature. And I'd do, you know, long hikes and things like that. Um, it was just a great way to clear my mind. I, I ran a marathon. No yeah, kidding. I ran, I ran the uh, I ran the Chicago Marathon. Um, you know, congratulations! I, I th- That's awesome. Yeah, it was neat. Uh, it was neat. I'll, I'll never do it again. <laughs> um, For all the right reasons, right? Yeah, you know. So I, I think that's just something that I never even really realized till I got a little bit older. That was kind of how I handled my stress. Even in my my second year of teaching, uh, Dave Zine, social studies teacher, mm-hmm. uh, invited me to get on a bike and ride across the country with him. And uh, I, without hesitation, I was like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> and we did it. And it was uh, extremely hard, you know, but I think uh, I think I, I, I just found new ways to, to kind of channel all that energy and um, occupy my mind and, and, and handle stress. How did you know um, you were on a good path? I think uh, I was completing my goals while doing all of that. Mm. Right. Like I had a goal I wanted to be. I wanted to get a four year degree. I got my four year degree. I wanted to be a teacher. I became a teacher. You know, um, I wanted to, to, to settle down and, and get married. And I, I want to talk about my wife here at sure. some point. But, but I was able to, uh, you know, I was accomplishing all those things along the way while I was doing that. That's awesome. You know, and I think, well, like. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Dr. Craig. So let me, uh, let me shift a little bit, make it a little bit lighter. Um, do, you, do you read a certain type of book, a certain author? Um, you know, sometimes people read for information or motivation some people just read to get away uh, but are there a certain certain authors or certain types of books that you get into i've always been a big fan of military history uh-huh. uh you know when i when i when i taught i taught u.s history for a while and that was always my my passion most passionate topic was when we talk about different military campaigns and things like that but i think the the books that i really enjoyed reading would be reading about people that endured just god-awful hardships uh-huh. And, and how they were able to adapt, improvise, and overcome those obstacles and, and ultimately get on with their lives. You know, I, I, I read a book that my, my father was in called uh, SOG, S-O-G, S-O-G, 
SFG, and that stands for uh, Studies and Observations Groups. And my father was a Green Beret in Vietnam, and uh, there's, a, there's a small portion of the book that he's in, and it's, it's one story of many of just overwhelming odds of, of these Green Berets who were working with indigenous mountain yards from Vietnam fighting against the North Vietnamese Army. Wow. And this would be five Americans out with four indigenous Vietnamese fighting against company-sized elements of North Vietnamese Army, and that was such a motivated army. So kind of going back to that, that dark place that I was in that I was sure. talking about earlier, another big motivator for me was, you know, my father was able to leave the most unpopular war in Vietnam mm-hmm. and get treated poorly when he got out. And he was still able to be a wonderful father, a wonderful worker, go on and have a, a great career. So that was always a motivator for me as well. Um, so anyway, military, military history books have always interested me. Um, I recently received a book from our athletic department called Raise Your Game. Yep. With, with, uh, so I've been, I've been reading that one by Alan Stein, and, and uh, he's trained uh, Kobe Bryant, I want to say Kevin Durant. One of the big takeaways I'm, I'm getting from this, though, is uh, he talks about what people do behind the scenes to be great that nobody knows about. You know, like, like, like for, for sports, how much extra time is put in to getting these athletes to where they want to be that nobody would know about. And some of it sounds insane. Yes. But I think the, the, the same thing applies to, to any profession. If you want to be great at it or you want to do well, you can't just show up and go from eight to three or eight to four and beat a drum and be great. You know, there's a lot of things that have to go on in the morning and the evening and the weekends. Reminds me of a conversation that we've had about the immortal Dan Gable and the, and the training process that he went through was, was almost um, inhuman. Uh, he just could not, couldn't stand the, the vision in his brain that someone might be working harder than him. Uh, you think about Alexander Carell and a six-time world champion, three-time gold medalist, just people that just uh, work and work and work and work to hone their craft to a, such a high level. Uh, you're right, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, now, I think that applies across our world. If you want to be a good dad, a good parent, uh, just a good human being, you got to work at it. It doesn't just happen by accident. Right. So you mentioned your dad as a motivator. Are there other things or other people that, that um, you either take some motivation from, inspiration from, uh, people that you admire, or maybe even just things that they've said or done that, that help drive you through challenging times uh well first and foremost uh my my wife uh my wife jackie Ah. who's a a guidance counselor yes at west high she's an absolute animal (laughs) some people would in a good sense oh absolutely (laughs) she's she's tough you know And, and a lot of people think that well pete was the one who was an army ranger you know he's the one that's militant and disciplined and tough and uh you know jackie uh just on a day-to-day basis uh is so consistent in her practices and she is uh she's a, she's a great counselor she's a great worker and we recently just had uh we had a little boy absolutely on september 1st thank you yeah and and just watching her day in and day out as a mom is truly a motivator to me she's just so loving and so amazing and she's just she's adapted so well to this process that's awesome so first and foremost uh my, my wife and my son pete my brother and uh, my mom and my dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, my brother has been in the service for 21 years. Uh, and, you know, I talked about how I did five deployments. I can't even tell you how many John's been on. Uh, just, just since his entire adult life. He went into the Army in 1998. And since 9-11-2001, he's been back and forth to Iraq, Afghanistan, and plenty of other countries, um, you know, in the war on terror. And uh, he's, he's, he's excelled at it. 
he's incredible at it and uh, never once has he complained about it or said oh poor me I fight in the war or anything like that at all it's his profession and um so John's definitely a motivator for me. Absolutely. Um, and then, see that. you know, my, my, I talked about my father, uh, my, my mother, you know, my mom is, uh, you know, being a new parent, um, has made me realize how much my mother loved <laughs> me. And I never, <laughs> I never really figured that out until I had a kid unconditionally, um, you know, unconditionally. And she was an amazing mother, you know, and she raised, uh, my brother and I, and we were, we were, you know, rambunctious and, crazy teenagers and uh you know she without a doubt is a you know a big reason we both turned out all right well it um you know the folks that are listening to us can't uh they don't have the opportunity to visualize but you can see the pride in your face as you talk about that so uh uh, good on you two two others no jump in other motivators so the other one uh you know the the group of people that i work with at Mm -hmm. the high school uh it's contagious you know i work in uh honor house with some great people, uh, Mary Peters, Stacy Krish, David Heater, Michelle Loris, Amy Winslow, and Steve Janka, and just being a part of that team every day, um, you know, they motivate me to want to work hard because they all, in their individual roles as a team, do such a good job. The security team, uh, those men and women do such a good job on a daily basis, keeping kids safe, and they do a lot of things for our building behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Uh, the deans and the administration that I work with, uh, you know, like I said before, it's contagious. Everybody takes ownership of, of what they're supposed to be doing on a daily basis. And I think we feed off of each other. So that's a motivator. And then lastly, the students, you know, some of the kids that I work with, some of the hardships that they go through and are still able to go to school every day, maintain good grades, go home after school and then go work for four or five hours and get up and do it on a daily basis is just inspiring to me. You know, it's something that, that I was fortunate enough that I didn't have to worry about when I was in school. So to me, uh, you know, they definitely motivate me to want to get up and uh, do what's right for them every day. It's awesome. It sounds like you have lots of facets to tap into when you need to. So I'm going to spin that a little bit on you. Um, you've talked about people that you look to or that motivate you, that kind of keep you going, that help you reflect on uh, the path that you should be taking Put yourself in that in that role of that sage advisor. Now that you've been a dean for a little while, you've been a coach. You've you've had some experiences that uh, you can you can lean on. So when uh, you know you talked about your transition, one day you're a stu- social studies teacher, and the next day you're dean of students. Um, big learning curve. So now turn the hat around and say and look back and say someone's coming to you and says, uh, Mr. Baker, I'm thinking about becoming an AP or a dean of students, how do you counsel them? I think first and foremost, you know, you're going to be put in a position where you have to make some decisions sometimes, you know, and I think uh, first and foremost is always make decisions that are in best interest of your students, you know, and that might require you to have hard conversations with people sometimes in order to do that. But whatever, whatever conflict you're dealing with, you know, if you can kind of just remind yourself, all right, you know, when I make this decision, is this best for kids? And if the answer is no, you should probably go the other way. Hmm. The other one I would say is, is model, model the behavior that you expect out of others. Um, if you want people to be on time, be professional, carry themselves a certain way, then you better exceed that. And then I, I touched on this a little bit in the past, just to avoid negativity. You know, uh, what do we call them? Energy? Energy vampires? Energy, energy, energy vampires, vampires, you yeah, bet. You know, and, that, and that stuff, that's a real thing. And it spreads. It, it, it can spread, and I think uh, 
you know, you want to surround yourself with positive people. You want to carry yourself in a positive way. And that spreads too. You bet. Um, and it trickles down. And I think it's extremely important. So I want to go back to a comment you made earlier about your son, Pete. A uh, couple months old now? It's two months. Two months. It's two months on November 1st. So newly minted dad. <laughs> How has that experience changed your world? Man, the whole, the whole pregnancy... I, I, had, I had so many friends of mine and coworkers that have children that are saying, you know, just wait, <laughs> just wait. You're going to be and in my head. I'm like, yeah, I know it's going to be, it's going to be this amazing experience. Yeah. When, when he, uh, when he entered the world at two nineteen in the morning on uh, September 1st, I've never instantly fallen in love with something that fast in my life. Um, it, it was just incredible. And, uh, watching Jackie, you know, and, and watching her, through that entire process, how, how just strong she was, how tough she was. It was just amazing. Um, you know, and the whole, the whole process, uh, up until this point, it's been, it's been incredible. It's kind of shed a new light, uh, on me when I, when I, when I'm done with work, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm flying home. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go see the kid. I want to make up for that time. Sure. Um, you know, and it's just been, uh, it's been an awesome experience. Well, it sounds like you have a, a joyful experience with him. That's really incredible. Congratulations and uh, glad that everyone's doing well and healthy. And it is a, a life-changing experience that we sometimes get to uh, go through. It certainly is. I think I'm going to worry for the rest of my life as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of the course. It is. You know, and uh, my oldest one is 40 now, and uh, you still... You still wonder, worry, try to counsel and guide, knowing that you got to let them go on their world a little bit, but you, you never quit being a parent. That's for sure. Uh -huh. So not to try and put you on a spot or anything, but talk about uh, aspirations, uh, professional aspirations, personal aspirations, if you want to share. But uh, what's on the horizon for, for Pete Baker? You know, right now I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, my third year as, as dean of students at West High, and I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying uh, the people I'm working with. I'm enjoying the kids. So currently, I, w I just want to kind of stay the course and do the best I possibly can sure. in that, um, for as long as that lasts. You know, I think the next step uh, down the road, I'd like to be an assistant principal. Um, I really do enjoy, I enjoy student services. I like the problem-solving aspect of it. I like working with kids and, and um, you know, doing everything I can to help kids with attendance, grades, uh, behavior, social, emotional issues, whatever it may be. So uh, that's definitely an interest of mine right now, you know, and that, that's, that's about as far as I'm looking. Understood. And sometimes you don't want to get too far over your skis, but uh, it's always good to have that, that next window open up for you. And uh, It's always good to have a plan. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I tell you what, this has been, uh, this has been a blast being able to have a conversation with you, and uh, we really appreciate you sharing some of your insights and uh, some of your, your personal and professional journey. It's, um, we're glad to have you not only here today, but we're glad to have you in District 129 and really proud to have you a part of our team. So yeah. thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thanks a lot, Dr. Craig. It was an honor to be on here. So uh, Mr. Pete Baker, Dean of Students, Westboro High School. Please remember that you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the TuneIn Radio app. I would encourage you to subscribe to our broadcast and give us your feedback so we can continue to improve our discussions. Pete Baker, thank you very, very much. Thanks a lot, Dr. Craig.